When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, grappling fans? Who's the first one that was prepared to prepare mentally in the game? We're going to reach all our matches up pretty close. Hey there, welcome to uh, Who's Number One Podcast, episode number 80 now. I'm your host, Michael Sears. Chase could not make it in today. Uh, I have a couple guests today, but first let's talk about some stuff. Grapple Fest 9 going to be this weekend. It's the only event this weekend because obviously all the American stuff's closed down with the 4th of July. But Grapple Fest 9, uh, one of our guests, Fion, is going to be on there against Tiani Porfirio. Also, Dan Strauss versus uh, Jackson Souza. And... Other, other stuff coming up, BGJ Stars coming to Flow Grappling. We just announced that July 25th. That stream for us is only going to be people in North America, USA, Canada, Mexico, other other parts of the world. you got to buy a pay-per-view, but a lot of big stuff. Headlined by Kynan versus Felipe Pena. ADCC 2021, as we announced last week, is going to be on Flow Grappling. Not just ADCC, we're going to have all eight trials this time. The first trial is October in Moldova, the European trial. All eight trials are going to be on Flow Grappling, as well as ADCC 2021 in Las Vegas, September 25th and 26th. There's been ranking updates, no gi ranking updates. I'm going to update the gi. A lot of people are going to get pulled out because they haven't done a gi match since World 2019. And fight to win. Headed to Austin. After the July 4th weekend, we're going to have like a month of fight to wins in Austin, Texas. So that's going to be it's going to be exciting. Got some good matches coming up for this July 10th event. And also there's some more uh, Third Coast Kumite stuff coming. But my guest today, calling in from Ireland, Fionn Davis. Not Davies, Davis. Fionn, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Sorry, how are you? <laughs> what time is it there? Half 10 or 10.30. Sorry, that was a terrible accident. I'll never do that again. Um, half, ten. half ten? Is that what they say over there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Here be... Don't say that, but ten Maybe 30. half past. Yeah, maybe they say half past here. I never heard half ten. That's pretty interesting. So you were just telling me some uh, news before you came on the show that uh, you guys are actually going to be opening your gym back up. Yeah, it's opened on Monday. So we're just doing it in like small groups. And, like, we've got separate areas for, like, different groups. And then they alternate days. So there'll be a certain uh, set of people, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then a different groups on Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday, Saturday, sorry. Um, so, yeah, we're, like, getting in uh, quite gradually. But, like, we're able to train again, luckily. How did that feel for you, being able to get back in there and train? Obviously, uh, you train with Marcus on the side, but to be able to train with other people in the actual gym has got to be nice, huh? Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's so nice to see people. And, like, we were training. Like, all the coaches came together to train um, before this. But to see everyone 
uh, from the regular classes is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and uh, you have a big match coming up this weekend. This is, uh, it's a no-gi match, correct, right? I think all grab professors no-gi. Yeah. So you took a match with Tayani Porfirio, who is a lot larger than you. She's an absolute world champion. What do you think about this matchup? I'm really excited. Um, <laughs> like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's stupid to, like, pair them up together to fight. And, um, like, obviously for me, I do think it is a win-win situation. But, and, like, I know that's annoying. And I, I hate when people, I usually don't like when people do mismatches, especially with the women's. I feel it's kind of like, oh, just toss them in together. They've both got a vagina. Three and leg, that'll be fine. <laughs> but um, it, it does make sense because uh, in Ireland, like, we can go over to the U.K., um, like we, because of the north and stuff like that, we can like cross the border and things. And then she's based in the UK now, and there's not many people who can train in the UK. So, and there's not many people who compete from there anyway. Um, so I think she was able to keep training throughout it, and so have I been because I've got training partners and stuff. So like, it does make more sense when you take those things into the equation. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it because, obviously, it's going to be a big challenge and stuff. I know she's very decorated. Um, and I'm just excited to be able to compete again, to be honest. Yeah, uh, it looks like from the card, this grapple fest is essentially just people from the U.K., right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you didn't have many options. What did you think uh, when they offered you Tayani? What was your initial reaction? Um, I was like, I just said, yeah, straight away. I mean, I'm not going to pass up that opportunity. Um, she's like one of the best. So <laughs> it was a no brainer really. And then I kind of thought about it more as I, as I like processed it. And I was like, well, maybe I should have talked to Dara first, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, everyone's on board and I'm just excited. Yeah. I mean, you've done well against bigger girls. I mean, you won the absolute at the last major tournament that happened, you know? Yeah, I, I do like uh, competing against bigger people anyway. Like, I feel like I train with mostly guys in the gym. I do have female training partners as well. But, like, I I don't know. I like that challenge, and I think it'll be a fun match. I think it'll be one where even if I get absolutely roasted, it'll be fun to watch. So <laughs> hopefully I can keep it exciting and I don't know. Well, let's hope you don't get absolutely <laughs> roasted. Uh, but... What was your training like for this? Like, how how far how long ago did you find out you were going to do this match? It wasn't that long ago, actually. Um, oh God, five weeks, four weeks, maybe less than that. <laughs> um, so I haven't been training like the way I'd usually like to. Um, we also had a few people got ringworm, so we had a small group training anyway, and then somehow someone got ringworm. And it just went around everyone. And then it was reduced to, like, literally just me and Marcus again. And then a few people could come back from the ringworm and I could train with them. But it was quite funny. Because, um, <laughs> obviously, Dara is scared that someone would get ringworm and then give it to someone in the mixed classes, like, as we went back. Dream. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it have been like, oh, you scared of uh, COVID? Don't worry, uh, we've got a ringworm epidemic now instead. <laughs> uh, but uh, luckily, I could train like a decent amount where i feel like my cardio is good and stuff so yeah we'll see i'm sharp anyway <laughs> did you get everybody to take the gi off for uh to help you get ready for this thing all the other coaches yeah that was uh i haven't done no gi in ages like properly you know i did the odd class um because after adcc i was just so sick of training no gi i was like i can't i just i just feel like i get bench pressed every 
can't. Am I allowed to swear? I'll try not to swear. Um, <laughs> All good. You can swear. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I'll try not to. But, uh, yeah, like, I just felt like it's getting, oh, I just, you just get hurt so much in Nogi, I find. Like, I feel like the physicality, you feel it so much more. And um, I love just, like, sometimes you just want to lay on your back in the gear and just, just chuck a lasso in and just chill out. Um, <laughs> but you can't really do that in Nogi because they're just constantly moving and uh, sliding away. So, um, yeah, like, I've actually started to really enjoy Nogi again, which is good because, um, yeah, like, I want to do more super fights and things like that once I can travel again. <laughs> well, it's nice to do both of them, right? Because by the time you're sick of one, then you get to the other one, and then you get sick of that, and you can go back to the, go back to the geese. So, but uh, what do you, I mean, obviously, Tayani, her biggest accomplishments are in the gi, but how do you think you match up with her in this match? Stylistically, like, be- yeah. Because I've seen that she likes to play a lot of lasso in the gi. Yeah. So I like to play guard a lot. So that'll be interesting. I think the stand-up element will be really helpful for me um, because I do I do feel comfortable in my wrestling. Oh, not my wrestling, but my shitty jiu-jitsu takedowns kind of mesh judo. Um, <laughs> I do feel confident in the stand-up um, even though there's a size difference. So I do think I'll be able to either get the takedown or maybe shuffle guard if I can frustrate her in the stand-up. Um, so if I can get her on her back, I think I'll be happy. If I end up on bottom, perhaps that won't be good. But people will enjoy watching, I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and get on top. That's the goal. So you're going to you're gonna do takedowns with her? Yeah. <laughs> the sound's uh, you... unwatched. But I feel confident. Honestly, I do. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see... I've be like have you uh like obviously like in mma we've seen some people who are got a judo background who've really transitioned uh their takedowns to no gi their throws to no gi well do you uh have a how, how is that with you uh, you got a good no gi uh throw arsenal now these days or what, what are your what's your takedowns like no gi well i don't really get to practice so much in competition because yeah. people will always especially in my division um it's like i either fight a featherweight or lightweight so people will pull straight away, um, which can be kind of annoying because I'd like to do more takedowns. Um, but like, it, luckily in absolutes and things like that, people do tend to stand more. I think Nogi, like in judo, I I would struggle with the more technical plays because, like, of that like that distance the gi gives you. Like you can step away and and work more foot trips and things. And I would struggle with that because I wasn't. Um, as sharp with that kind of style but like when I was in close of like clinches and things I feel way more comfortable so in Nogi I I like that and like I don't tend to shoot that much but um hopefully I can get to the to round to the back or anything like that that'd be the goal really <laughs> I can't be saying yeah. all this and you get launched now but uh you just gotta be careful that tiny doesn't sprawl on you that would not be a good place to be yeah I don't plan on I'm shooting <laughs> I think that would be terrible <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna resist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- this is interesting, Tayani. I mean, not only is she a lot larger than you, but she's a great athlete too. She moves pretty well. She moves better than you would think. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like she's definitely super fast and athletic, and that would normally be the the benefit to being the smaller grappler. Is that oh, I'm smaller, I can be faster and more athletic. But I don't think that's really the case. I think she'll still have that speed. Um, but with the added like weight would help behind it as well. So I have to be really careful to not end up in some really bad spots. So <laughs> I have to be really careful with how I initiate, not to get like 
um, tied up too much. Otherwise, that could be pretty bad. And I think that's why it's good. It's nogi that like even if I'm in a really bad spot, like hopefully we'll get sweaty and I'll slug away. And that'll be helpful. What? Okay, you said that you think that she's faster, more athletic. What advantages do you think you hold in the match? No, no, no. I think I think I'm faster, but okay. she's still faster. Okay. Okay. Like, faster but she'll still be speedy dream yeah, i think that for much sure. as a gap as i would originally expect from watching it i was like oh actually she is really fucking fast um <laughs> but i still think i'm faster so i'm gonna scuttle around a lot but like still i also want to engage i don't want to just like run around and just avoid it obviously um but i'm just gonna be careful to not get tied up into any uncomfortable situations which is easier said than done the thing is, like, I was talking to Dara about a lot, and it's like, you can't know really until you're in the match because, like, I don't have any training partners like her, Dream. So it's it's like, I'm, I'm not going to know how I'm going to really approach it until I tie up with her and I feel how strong she feels, how fast she feels. Um, so I can only prepare so much and just hope that I'm the best that I can be. And let's see how it goes. <laughs> what are the... Uh... What are the, what's the scoring criteria for Grand Professor if it goes to ref's decision? Is it like fight to win where it's like just submission attempts or how do they do that? Do you so, know? Yeah, it's, uh, submission is the main, I think it's sim- really similar to fight to win um, or probably the same really where it's like submission attempts are like the main criteria um, but like they have to be like really locked in, really actually threatening. You know, you're just not just like grabbing a cheeky little toeholders yeah. and we're like ooh and the person's not reacting like they have to defend the submission um, and then it goes to like positional dominance as like secondary um, and like being aggressive and shit like that um, so that's another benefit as well I don't have to worry about points and things like that I can like really just keep attacking um, and that will hopefully if I don't get the submission hopefully it'll show that I'm working more and just try it's only 10 minutes so staying active won't be really hard for that long Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, my I think you can. I think you can stay active for ten minutes. What do you What are you drinking there? It's vitamin C and water. But like, I just want to like say like it's not. It looks like piss, but it's not. Not. I don't know why I drink, but it's not. Yeah, that'd be very weird if, if you not only not only if you did that, but if you decided to do it while you were on this show, that would be really very out in calm. the open. <laughs> yeah. Was it uh, really good? The remedy. Uh, Fiona, I want to ask you something. Me and you were talking uh, before the show, and there's been uh, news about like stuff regarding women in jiu-jitsu. We both agree that like we don't speak Portuguese and we don't really know the full situation. But how inclusive do you think the jiu-jitsu community is for women joining? And like, is it rough? It's not something I would know anything about. Is it rough for a girl? Like a lot of girls train like just by themselves at a gym. They're the only girl in the class. Like, how is it for a girl coming up in jiu-jitsu these days? Is it as inclusive as it should be? I, it's really hard to speak, like, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone, you know, because, like, I'm a girl, but, like, I'm not every woman. Um, I've been really lucky in my experiences, but I can say from, like, I didn't grow up in the sport as, like, a young woman, like, or a young, like, teenage girl, you know, I, I did grow up in judo, and there were definitely some things that were, I, did you watch the doc- documentary Athlete A? No, I haven't seen it. Where's it on? Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay, I'll check it do- out. It's a documentary about this gymnast and she gets sexually assaulted and, and it just shows how like the coaches kind of like cover it up and things like that. And there were like experiences like that in judo 
as a teenage girl where people would there was a girl who was touched <laughs> um and it wasn't like it wasn't to the extremes but she she was you know grabbed was sexually assaulted and uh they they kind of like just brushed over it and i remember it was a thing that happened and people kind of just ignored it and she was like it's fine <laughs> just carry on um so and like lots of experiences like that uh, but luckily in jiu-jitsu um for me that hasn't been the experience now i've heard a lot of stories <laughs> Um, from from friends and friends of friends and things like that. I don't think it's as, um, I don't know. I don't think it's not an issue. It's definitely an issue to an extent, but there are so many great guys in the community too. I don't want to say it as though I'm like, oh, old men are extreme. Like I, I don't want it to come across as that, but I don't think we should just ignore it as well and be like, this is fine because it doesn't affect me. Um, and it's always, it's always the girls who speak up about it as well. I was saying to a few friends, it's like, it's always us like going, oh, this is shit. The people are getting banned from gyms because they're female or like not banned, but um, basically saying, oh, well, there aren't mixed classes anymore because I don't know, <laughs> really. Don't, I don't want it to like come out favor with this, that it's like not how it's coming across right now. Like, you, again, like the language barrier and things and you don't know exactly what's happening. Um, but, you know, in any any way, like if you just separate it from that situation, if something like this happens, it's like that that's not OK. And like everyone has female training partners or like for the most part, it's like, do you not or you at least you don't, okay, you don't have female training partners? Well, you've got a mother, you've got a maybe maybe you've got a sister or an auntie or something like that. Like, would you think that's OK if they were treated that way? Um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always it's, it's weird to me when people act like it's a thing that men and women train together because it's like it implies that there's something sexual about it and it's like it's just, it's just exercising I, that's yeah that's another thing like I, I've never seen it that way I remember I had like a women's only class when I was in Wales and like people would giggle and be like oh like this is so weird and I was like no it's not but then like I just you know I just didn't get that uh I don't know approach yeah. to it. Well, like, I think women, women's only classes make sense because I think a lot of women aren't comfortable going in there at first, you know, and then that, that can make them more, feel more comfortable. And as we know, like, like a lot of women train in a school where they're the only girl there. So if you have a women's only class, you can have a place where they can, you know, to get ready for competition, like, like tra- getting, training with me is not realistic for a girl, how she's, how it's going to be for her in competition. It's different, right? So women's only class, they can get better training like that and stuff. But, but that's like, when you're talking women's only class, that's that's like by choice. That's not like, hey, you have to go to this women's only class. Like that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah, I saw a lot of people were like, look, we've got um in the UK. There's a, it's called the BJ Underground. <laughs> who, who named it? I don't know. But it's basically like, if you look in, if you just look in that forum, you'll see that sexism is right. It's <laughs> you. Now, like. <laughs> tell you who these people actually are like you never actually hear them doing well at competition or you know as part of any of the the better gyms or anything um but yeah a lot of people are like well i don't complain when you have women's only classes dream is like oh the men are excluded from that it's because women are a minority in the sport like i don't understand how you don't see the difference here is saying you can only train with the women because we can't resist you if you're in the men's class green is like oh <laughs> the there in your gi, that sexy gi, or oh, you, you whore. <laughs> I'm in a pajama suit, looking the worst, like with no makeup. Like I'm looking the worst 
possible version of myself and you can't resist <laughs> they have a red face it's just like I don't I don't like it I don't like that it has to be separated I think women only classes are great because you have to consider that women are most likely to be victims of sexual assault and going into a sport with a lot of contact could be very uncomfortable for a lot of women or they've been completely t their whole lives growing up they've been told don't do something rough and macho and and they don't, you know, they, they're not used to that close contact like maybe a guy would be from doing other sports. Stream, like yeah. women are actively discouraged, or they were. Uh, in in my youth, I was certainly discouraged from doing uh, sports like this. Like, luckily, my parents were very, you know, oh, just do it. Like, who cares? But um, a lot of people were discouraged from sports like this. Um, whereas now it's a lot better. But like the women my age or like who are older still have the effects of that so coming into jiu-jitsu can be really weird because then it's like what is this <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean i think anybody who can't see the difference between a women's only class or saying women can't train it's a uh, yeah completely different things just common sense pretty ridiculous but uh back to your match before we get out of here what do you think people can expect if they if they uh tune in and watch you and tayani this weekend um expect it to be very exciting and <laughs> i really hope it's not a pushing match we're <laughs> just like sort of like this like i'm not pulling guard i'm not pulling guard we yeah. all the time. um if it gets like that i will i'll try something i'll sacrifice myself for the cause you know like i'll i'll try something cool and it may go horribly wrong but enjoy hey, mnari roll <laughs> i've never done my life and i just like roll in and yeah just get squashed uh do Gary Tonin style flying uh flying leg sister to heel hook? That's always a good one. You should try to pull that off. I'll, I'll break my own leg. <laughs> what do you know about the rest of the car? Because there's uh there's a few names on there that I know, but uh, a lot of them, as we said, they're all UK based talent. Is there any uh, matches on here that stand out to you besides yours that you're like, oh, this is a, a pretty cool match? Alice Younger against Alice Younger. I don't. I don't know who he's against, but he's world let me, champion, let me a brown belt, Nogi. This is one of your Be guys. Yes, he is. One of your ECJJ. Uh, Ellis Younger versus Craig McIntosh. Yeah, I recognize yeah. Ellis's name from my, my rankings. Uh, Jackson Susan, Dan Strauss, that's a pretty cool one. Yeah, that'll be really fun. Where's Dan that'll located really at in the UK? London. Okay. All right. Somewhere a in London. Ashley Williams is in there. Yeah, so this should be mm -hmm. pretty interesting. Four, eight, there's 13 matches. Uh, for our watchers, uh, our viewers in the USA, it's going to be going down at 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern. I don't know what time it'll be in the U.K. What time does it start in the U.K., do you know? That's probably like 4 or 5 p.m., I bet. I have to be there at 3 for checks, which I'm scared about. Like, ooh, like I have to like, test our temperature and stuff. No. What if I, I'm a, a walk? Dream? What if I'm just... Yeah, I I was uh the first fight to win. I've been getting my temperature check like nonstop at fight to win every week. But the first first time I did it for their very first event back, I was nervous too. I was like, oh shit, what if I fail this thing? Like, what what happens <laughs> then? I just just go home. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a long drive home. Oh sorry, like you can't fight. She's like, oh great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I remember when it happened. I I got dropped off by Uber, and you know it was Texas. It was all hot, and I'm walking around outside and like sweating, trying to find the the entrance. And I go in and take the test. It's like, oh shit, is this gonna mess with me? Because it's hot outside. But nope, I passed. I passed like ten of them now. So 
Good luck hey. there. Good luck there, Fionn. Hopefully you pass your uh, temperature check this week. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to get the COVID test tomorrow. I've traveled like eight weeks in a row or something ridiculous now at this point. But a lot of it's not... A lot of it's not like real travel. It's like driving to Dallas or Houston for me is like a two and a half, three hour drive, but you're still getting out there. It's probably no more dangerous than going to the grocery store though. Uh, all right, Fion, anything uh, else you want to get off your chest before we end this thing? Well, I think I've ranted enough. Uh, I'll look back and regret it, but there we are. <laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so Thanks. much for calling in. Say hi to uh, Marcus out there for me and uh, good luck this week and I'll be watching. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye.